Hello, 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 and a warm wiggle welcome to all of our witches, white lighters, and warlocks out there. My name is Clark. And I'm Victoria, and you're listening to Charmed and Dangerous, a Charmed podcast. doing i know you can't answer but i'm gonna pretend that you can so i'm gonna pause for a second they're they're answering in their hearts that's very nice or very bad and i hope that if it's bad your week gets better i hope that this can be a start to a better week for you we are talking about episode 19 out of sight but not out of mind i was gonna say i want to finish that with out of mind so bad um but yeah this is a really involved episode, so we're going to delve straight into the summary. Victoria, if you would. Yeah, strap in, y'all. Here we go. Popper's friend's kid gets snatched by Grimlocks, and Prue gets caught by a reporter named Loman trying to save the boy. She would have gotten him, too, if it weren't for her powers growing and being channeled through her hands for the first time. Phoebe looks into one kid that escaped that happened. Wait, what? Phoebe looks into the one kid that escaped the same happenings 20 years ago, but now Brent is blind and also kind of into Phoebe. The girls find out they have less than 24 hours to find and vanquish the Grimlocks before the kids could be lost forever. Also, they have to try and avoid being exposed by Loman because he's located just as slimy as the Grimlocks. Yeah, that about sums it yep. up. <laughs> um, and of course, there is a happy end to the episode. Uh, but let's talk about the big bad. So the Grimlocks, they're these creepy, whirly-eyed demons. They steal children's innocence to get their eyesight so that they can see auras of, like, good people. Yeah. Uh, because they feed off of that, and they only have, like, a 24-hour period to feed. So, like, they steal kids, they steal their eyesight, and then they eat good people's souls, basically. (laughs) Yeah, and they're, like... A two-step demon. Like, just as Clark said, it's like they have to... It's a very short time period that they have to accomplish all of this. Uh, they have to, first of all, like, ruin some kids forever. Because we don't see them... It is assumed... So, just for a second to talk about this. Um, just to pull something out. I would like to talk about this for just one moment, if, you, if you'll allow me, Clark. Yeah. Brent, who is, as we mentioned, a survivor, because this happens every 20 years, mm-hmm. um, is blinded for life because they take his sight so that they can see the auras of people and then eat their auras. But he survives, and they, like, find him, and he just, like, walks his way out of, like, the um, storm drains, which is where these demons take these children. Right. So, correct me if I'm wrong, it can be assumed that they steal these kids' eyesight, leave them chained up so they can't escape, and then just leave them there to die? Yeah, I think that's what we're supposed to ascertain from all that information, basically. Because I don't think that the Grimlocks, like, physically, I don't think that they kill them. I think they leave these children down there to starve. 
Yeah, I think they just take their eyesight and then leave them to be. Which is like, that is honestly makes them a little bit better of a demon. Because otherwise, despite the fact that they get a lot done in a 24-hour period and the fact that they are like (laughs) snatching kids from their birthday parties, they're pretty underwhelming. Yeah, um, yeah, I can see that. I think they definitely get some better lore later on in the series. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that when you say better, I think you mean more complex. Yes. Like, in a way. Yeah, and I totally, I agree with that. Like, it kind of gives them another level of, oh, shit, that's, like, evil and they're not even meaning to be evil. Like. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they just don't give a shit anymore. And they don't want to be exposed, so they just leave these kids down there and go about their, I don't know, hibernation or something? Yeah, and these are not, these are like, how old would you say are the children? Like, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12? Yeah, somewhere between 8 and 12. Like, they're, these are not like, teenagers, these are not, these are like, children that- Innocent children. Yeah, these are children that are old enough to understand that they're in a really, like, bad situation- but not old but not old enough to really figure out how they can get out of it. Right. Still very helpless. And so it is like, I don't know, something about that is just like way more brutal than necessary. Just and I feel like it om- it almost only gets that way the more you look into it. And I've noticed that a lot with some of these episodes is that like surface level it's just like an enjoyable story and everything turns out fine but then when you do what we're doing and you delve deeper into it and you talk about all this stuff like the underlying things that you don't necessarily catch the first time that's when it starts getting darker and i like that Mm -hmm. absolutely plus they are pretty freaky looking because they're oh yeah i love the grimlocks design because the whirling eyes are freaky but then once they steal an innocent child's sight their eyes turn black and (laughs) and then the kids eyes turn white and it's like this really cool like uh what's the word i'm looking for juxtaposition yes sorry no and like it's and there's like this Blair Witch Project scene that we'll talk about in a second where a camera is kind of like shoved up into a Grimlock's face and he kind of pops out at you and my sister oh it's so good (laughs) my sister was walking behind me and I'm watching it on my computer and she's like "Ah! what's that (laughs) what are you watching and I was like I'm watching Charm she's like the 90s witch show it was it was awesome. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it was awesome. It's like har- easy to forget how scary the show can be sometimes. Well, especially like if especially you consider... when you're like desensitized to it. Yeah, and especially when you consider that even though the 90s wasn't like um you know it's not the 1940s by any means. They had you know good um, special effects for their time. It still was like the 90s. You know, like so. Can you imagine as a child in the 90s how that would have been? <laughs> I love it. Oh, God. But yeah, that's but, the Grimlocks. <laughs> yeah, that's the Grimlocks. I also want to talk about Loman just for a quick second. Oh, please. Because I would also consider him a big bad. Oh, he's evil. Yeah. he Just plain and simple, Loman is an evil, disgusting human being. Like, he's horrible. He sees Prue 
almost save this kid and she gets shocked because she's channeling her powers for the first time which like through her hands mm-hmm. which we'll talk about later but he sees this and then instantly basically starts stalking her and when she tells him look there's innocent children's lives at stake i need to go help them he like blackmails her into giving him his story so that he can get rich and famous even if it's at the fucking risk of these two kids lives and it's yeah. like it's disgusting i i with a very po- like powerful and strong like intention hate this man i think he is disgusting he's absolutely nasty and it's like not only does he try to blackmail prue but he also goes and like blackmails andy and like tries to get andy involved and tries to insinuate that he's gonna get andy in trouble like he really is stopping at nothing for like a buck yeah it's because he's a tabloid reporter you know this isn't this isn't time magazine you know this isn't the new york times this isn't like a high-paying professional publication this is like a tabloid magazine and he is just doing whatever he can, slandering whoever he can so that he can make money. Yeah, it's it's horrible. Um, so we wanted to talk about him for a bit. And he, like, he catches them on video and they almost got away with it. But Piper switched her bag after she froze time and didn't realize it. So he caught them and it was this whole thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Loman, disgusting. We hate him counting him as a big bad and he gets what's coming to him oh yes but we'll talk hate to say it but, but he does but we'll talk about that later we will talk about that later let's talk about um let's talk about piper and josh first because i think that's our quickest like in and out uh topic for this mm-hmm. episode absolutely <laughs> get it <laughs> mm. uh <laughs> So, as we know, Piper has, like, this thing that she's doing, but they're not really, like, dating, because she doesn't want to commit, because she's still, like, upset about everything that happened with Leo. And then Josh, who, by the way, like, I am sad that he is just, like, this wasted love interest. Yeah. Because he do be fine. As Phoebe would say, he had nice glutes. He he do be fine though. Like he is very <laughs> he is very cute. He's cute in the face. He's cute in the waist. He's just he's just cute. He's a cute boy. He's a cute boy. Talking about him like he's fourteen. Like he's such a nice young man. No, he's hot. He's smoking. But <laughs> as a grown woman, he's hot. You can get it, he's smoking. But anyways, anyways. <laughs> um, there is an insinuation that Josh wants to discuss that they've been on several dates and they haven't had sex. Um, and I really like this because this is how the episode kind of opens. And yeah. Phoebe is like, safe sex, taking precautions. Like, she's really going, I, I believe she even talks about like being tested. And yeah, for the 90s? Like, I understand that it's a much more progressive time than other eras, <laughs> 1940s, 50s. But, like, there has been, like, a lot of counterculture to that kind of 
like education, especially around sex and especially around like consult, like consenting women who are of age. And I was just like really digging it because it is, it's important if you are, you know, no matter how you identify where you are on the gender spectrum, where you are on the sexuality spectrum, it is so important if you are interested in having sex or a sexual relationship with a partner that you are like educated and our school systems so often like fall short of that. So to have a TV show from the 90s be talking about, like, safe sex and discussing things with your partner ahead of sex, I just thought that it was really, really cool. Yeah, and and we kind of, we jump forward because Piper needs, um, like, a map of the sewer system from him. And so she has to go talk to him, but she hasn't talked to him about this other thing yet. So she's like, er, uh, uh, I'm not ready, but when I am ready, but... Uh, yeah, and I'll be safe. I'll be taking precautions and da 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 da. And he's just like, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> and it's kind of this, this cool, like, switch of minds. Like, uh, Phoebe is like the woman's voice and she's like, ooh, sex. He's, he wants to talk about sex. Mm-hmm. He's going to talk about sex. And then the male voice is just like, no, dude, I have a job offer and I'm just trying to figure out if I should take it and leave. Or if I should stay, like, if this is a thing, you know? Um, But, yeah, so Josh has a job offer in Beverly Hills. So he might be leaving, and he wants to know if Piper basically wants him to stay. And she's like, "Er, uh, (laughs) hold that thought. Uh, She's like, first of all, I just repacked my abandonment issues, so thanks. Uh, (laughs) Second of all... (laughs) Just got that suitcase repacked. Um, Mood. So thank you. I have to take it down from the top shelf of the closet. Don't know why I keep putting it up there because I get it out so often. Uh, I have to get the ladder and the step stool. But uh, he's like, I'm leaving. And she's like, you're what? She's like, okay, we'll talk about this later. And freezes him and walks away and all that stuff. And then she calls um, his then, office. Uh, she, when they're going to try and find the Grimlocks, she ends up falling down this grate and, like, gets knocked out. And I guess the whole time that she's there, sitting there, knocked out, like, like unconscious, barely conscious, whatever, mm-hmm. she's thinking about, you know it, a boy, Leo Wyatt. Leo, and Leo. so she's like, I'm gonna call Josh. I'm gonna let him know that I can't do it, that he should take that job because, and she does the right thing in my opinion, because she's, she even says, she says, if I'm thinking about Leo, I'm not thinking about Josh. I know that I can't hold out for Leo, but I think this is like what I needed to tell me that I'm not ready to be with another person Mm -hmm. or at least not Josh. Yeah. And I like that because it's a very mature side that we see of her. Mm -hmm. Because Piper can be kind of, like, especially in the first season, she can feel kind of immature sometimes. But this felt like one of those moments where she was really, truly putting someone else ahead of herself. Mm -hmm. That wasn't her sister. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because Piper, you know, will take a bullet for anybody she's related to. But this... Oh, yeah. yeah, Duh. But this... Yeah. It's... It's a really big step for her. Plus, it's her, like, recognizing that 
oh, Leo is the person that I want to be with. Right. And if I, which I'm, I mean, duh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Josh is out. Another love interest lost to the void of love. Another interest. one bites the dust. Ooh, another one down and another one down. Another, another one, one bites, bites, the, bites dust. the dust. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but let's move into Prue's powers growing. This is the first time we've really seen the sisters' powers developing and changing. Uh, and uh, other than in this... Phoebe seeing the past. Oh, well, yeah. That's true. Yeah, my bad. You're good. You're good. But it's the first time we see one of like the actual physical Active powers. powers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it grows in two ways. Because it grows in the sense that she's channeling it through her hands now and i also think that her strength grew as well absolutely because because we were talking about her strength in mm, was that last episode that wasn't last episode the three prues episode Mm -hmm. um and she needed three prues just to move like this marble statue or whatever Mm -hmm. but she by herself in this episode lifts a whole like heavy metal grate with piper on it which is probably easily what combined 200 to 50 pounds yeah i would say so like and she lifts that up by herself with her powers and like gets her sister out of this deep ass hole but like so we see her growing in those two aspects and i think while she settles into it fairly well there's like a moment where it kind of scares her. What do you think, V? Yeah, because I think she, you know, she does it on like reflex as like I think most of us would. You know, you see a child getting nabbed and you're like, no! And so you reach. Yeah. And it is, it's almost like she's, like she is surprised. She's so surprised that she drops both of them. And then takes a moment. That poor kid. Yeah. That kid's like, first I get battered, then I get bruised, then I get blinded. It's just a one after the other on this young man's birthday. <laughs> oh, it's his birthday. Yeah, and it's his poor birthday. It's his birthday. Oh, my <laughs> God. But yeah, it like, I think part of it was shock. But I think the other part is I think it genuinely scared her. Because yeah. her powers reached a height that she hadn't seen before and she didn't know what to do with that yeah and any you know i would say out of all the sisters prue is definitely the least willing to change and the least uh able to deal with change productively oh yeah so any change just freaks her out and that's a big one because it's like i just get used to using my power i just get used to being a witch and now all of a sudden, hubbity dub dub, I move my hands wrong and the whole dining table goes. You know, so it is. It's frightening. And now this shit. And now this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but also, we can, can, we can kind of move that into um, what I'm really excited to talk about. And that's, we can kind of merge these two topics. Saving the boys and Andy finding out about their powers. Fucking finally finally like he's had his suspicions he's had his moments but this is the episode where he finds out more or less everything and it feels so good 
to finally have that all out on the table. It's awesome. Because now he can actually help them. He can actually be a genuine assist to them from his side. Plus, you know that the moment like he was able to process it and put the dots together, he went home, had a couple shots of something strong, and he is just like dancing around that living room. He's like, she's a witch. She doesn't hate me. She's a witch. She hasn't been able. She's not a criminal. She's not a criminal. She's just a supernatural being. Like, (laughs) you, you know, that was like, so he's like, also, that to me would have also been, oh my God, she's still in love with me, but she's just not able to talk about it because she's been dealing with her newfound powers. Like. And he's like, I'm not ugly. She's a witch. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm just picturing Andy (laughs) dancing around his, no doubt, studio apartment. (laughs) Just yelling, she's a witch. She's a witch. And all of his neighbors are just like, what the fuck? I also would like you to imagine Andy dancing the way that you know I would dance in that situation. (laughs) Which is just like, she's a witch, she's a witch. Ah! All the way around. But but yeah, so part of it is that Loman tries to expose them. He's like, yeah, she's got powers. And Andy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And on the inside, he's like, I might kind of know what he's talking about. (laughs) If this this motherfucker is right, I'm going to be so mad. But also glad. Well, and we saw him before with that file and the, like, article that said witchcraft. So we know he had, like, an inkling about it. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that that so, would be a fair thing to not be sure of. Is my ex-girlfriend a witch? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not a bitch, a witch. <laughs> Daryl's like, dude, you don't have to be so mean. And he's like, no, like, I'm serious, man. Like, minus the broomsticks. I don't know how they get around. They only have one car. <laughs> two. They have two cars. You're right. Anyways. Uh, well, but, still. But, yeah. So, Prue uses her awesome new strength, newly strengthened power to save the boys, obviously. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, there's this whole moment where you kind of almost think that the Grimlocks might be too much for them. And I really love that moment because like Prue is down and then uh, Phoebe saves her, but then Phoebe's down and then Prue is like, fuck, I have to do something. I have to do something. And she had dropped the potion. So the potion is just splayed out on the floor, Mm -hmm. like not in a bottle. It's, it's just there. And she uses her powers to pick up the potion and only the potion and then fling it onto the Grimlock. And it is such a bad witch move. It bro. is. It's oh awesome. My God. Because pers- first of all, we get to see Prue like brewing some mega green potion. <laughs> she said, I feel like I should be cackling right now. <laughs> I know it was so awesome and I love that she's like making it in like a nonstick pot. <laughs> I was like, make sure that doesn't erode your nonstick coating, honey. Remember, <laughs> no metal in the pan. 
But yeah, and it's it's so badass because her powers just grew. She just started channeling them with her hands. And it shows how powerful she is, especially as the oldest sister, because she masters her like new technique immediately. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's something that is fi- talked about very often, is the fact that she mastered her powers so fucking fast. Mm-hmm. Prue really... Prue really figures it out and gets it going. And it's, it is awesome. There's a lot of both. Well, all the sisters do something, which I like in this episode. Like Piper goes and gets the map. Phoebe talks to Brent, um, which is a cute little subplot. And we can dive into that in a second. If you'd like, um, Prue makes the potion. Prue goes here, you know, so I like that all of them are really active in um, finding these little boys. And then mm-hmm. in order to kill the Grimlock, just for clarification, they have a specific route that goes into a potion. The potion is then used. And then you have to like throw the potion onto the eyes of the Grimlock. And then they get like zoinked, like radioactive yeah. acid style. They're like, and then they die. As if we need more toxic waste in our sewage system. Yeah. Sorry, that's the only thing I'm here for. I'm here for quotes and quotes alone. <laughs> but it's like everybody does something. And even though both, like all three of the sisters do get knocked down by the Grimlocks. By the way, the way that they like get people is by like, oh, it's just, okay. <laughs> is by like grabbing their auras by the throat and just like yeah and like cod is like strangulation yeah i was like call of duty (laughs) i was like cause of death i was like what cod cause of death yeah i figured that out I just thought everybody their call their call of duty is strangulation. <laughs> their call of duty is I mean strangulation. I, I mean for the Grimlocks that's kind of accurate. Yeah. Making people blind and killing people out of their mind. Anyways. <laughs> um I mean but yeah, they save the boys. Life is all good. Andy is like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" Oh, fuck. Loman dies yes! because he's a dumbass. So, would you like to talk about his timely death? I think kind of. I think I think that you should get to get some rage out. Here we go. Okay, okay. So this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, he's blackmailing Prue and Prue's just like, "Dude, I got to go. I got some people to save. My sister's life is at stake. Two little boys' lives is at stake." And he's like, "What's my prize? What do I win?" And she's like, "I'm a witch, and I have magical powers." And he's like, "Oh, cool, let's go." Um, and she finally gets to the sewers where she meets Phoebe because Piper's down, and she's like, "Stay here. People's lives are at stake. I'm not letting you risk it." And he's like, "Okay, okay, cool." And they go in, and like he doesn't even wait like five seconds before he follows after them. Yeah, and then he follows them, and he's like looking around he's like what's going on i'm in the sewers da, 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 da. like and then he turns around and there's a grimlock right there <laughs> and then he gets yeeted and then he gets his neck broken and he dies it's real fun yep uh 
not fun for him no I guess. and then prue snatches that tape faster than fast and is like this yeah Prue's is just mine. like Ooh, that's mine now you died which like we don't want anyone to die like that's you know no 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 you know no no death is hard for everybody but yeah. i cannot think of a more fitting end for someone who uses their power and contacts to literally blackmail and assault and harass people than having their neck broken by the very thing they were trying to prove exists. Yeah, he's just, he's slimy, and he doesn't deserve what he would have gotten if he had been able to get that story out. You know, like, it would have been, it would have been dirty money, plain and simple. And I don't think he cares, and that's what's horrible about it. Plus, is he doesn't care whose life he has to ruin, or whose life he has to lose, mm -hmm. to gain his fame and fortune. Absolutely. And... I don't think that there, it, like, there are very few people in the world that are worse than that. Yeah. Plus, like, if he wasn't, if he had stumbled across someone who was, like, more morally gray, you know, who wasn't a white witch, who wasn't a good witch, like, if Prue had wanted to with her powers and she was, like, an evil charmed one, he would be deader than a doornail. Also, he sh yeah, like sh he shatters one of her crystal, her crystal pieces in her office. Like, literally expects her to do something about it, so that he can catch it on tape. Pushes this thing off of her desk and lets it shatter. Like, are you four? Yeah, it's it's disgusting. It's horrible. I hate him. Mm -hmm. But moving on from that, uh, he dies. It's very sad. Boohoo. But it's for the greater good. Um, did you want to talk about... I know you wanted to talk about Brent and Phoebe a little bit. Yes. I think I'll leave that one to you. So Brent is one of the young men who was kidnapped 20 years ago by the Grimlocks for their... We don't know how many rounds, but for the first that's mentioned uh, in, in right. the series... And he is blinded because they snatch his eyesight. And then he manages to get out and to walk along, like, the pathways of the storm drains until he can get out onto um, a road where someone can find yes, him. Yes, and then he is saved and da-da-da-da-da. And he lives a very comfortable life. He is obviously a very, very smart man. And he creates software for the visually disabled. And then has become quite wealthy. And so Phoebe goes and finds him so that she can ask him some questions. So that she can get more information. So that she can save these two young men. Um, after some pushing and after he realizes that she's not there to like make fun of him. Uh, they do discuss it. He teaches her a very useful um, skill, how to read a map in Braille. They have, like, some really great discussions. Da, 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 da. And it's just, like, nice. He's just nice. He's a nice young man. He's around Phoebe's age, maybe a little older. You know, like, he's just nice. And 
the sweetest thing is uh, they're talking, and he goes, you have a nice smile. And she goes, how do you know? And he's like, I can hear it in your voice. And it's so sweet. It is. He's and, just like. And then he sweetheart. comes in at the end. He comes in at the end when they're all at the police station and stuff. And he's like, hey, by the way, I can see now you saved me. And I was right. Your smile is beautiful. And you know what? Yeah. I damn near would have died. <laughs> it is. It's so sweet. Because after they kill the Grimlocks, all of the eyesight that was stolen, if the person is still living, is released back. Because there's no more, like, binding. Um, so that's really, really sweet. I also... Like, I don't think that they necessarily, like, needed to give him back his sight. Like, uh. um, I thought that it was, but like, I a nice touch, cool... but it wasn't, you yeah. know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't, like, what I really, really liked was that not only did they have um, a visually impaired person, but they had, like, a visually impaired person who was, like, a suave, wildly successful, suave, attractive, independent. Like it was just like a really, really great form of representation. Yeah, for sure. Like they didn't make him come off as, oh look at poor me, I can't do anything because yeah. of this thing that happened to me. Zachary, get down. <laughs> it was just like really, really nice. And of course, um, I'm. I, I do not have great eyesight, um, but I would not consider myself to be overtly visually impaired. So visually impaired peoples will have um, a better idea of the representation that they want to see. But For I sure. just really liked that it was like, it wasn't like, look at this man whose life was ruined by this demon. It was, look at this man who had hardship, but has overcome it and has done it like really successfully and beautifully. And also, like, I just liked that they made him, like, attractive, successful, independent, intelligent. Like, they just didn't... I just really liked that he was a well-developed character, even though he didn't have a lot of screen time. And I... Yeah, for sure. And I just liked it. I liked it. It was nice. It was a nice touch. It was cool. And I like well, Brent. <laughs> I like Brent, too. Yes. But... Victoria, was there any personal gain in this episode? Uh, yes, there was. Um, <laughs> in a very relatable moment, um, Piper is confronted with having to discuss commitment and once again freezes Josh. Um, so we're counting that for our personal gain for a grand total of 32. Which is not as bad as we started out with. Still not great, but... We're getting a little bit better. We had a couple of weeks without any. <laughs> Let's see if we can have a calculator up. Let's see how many per episode that is. Like, it's a, a little mm -hmm. over, a little less than two. 1.684, for those of you who have significant yeah. figures. But yeah, that's the only one that I could see. Obviously, if we were wrong, feel free to email us, tag us on uh, what is that? Twitter, Facebook, any <laughs> of that, that stuff. What is that thing that the kids use? Twitter. What? What is that bird thing that the youngins use? Is it wing? Sorry, I don't wing use flap? Twitter. It confuses me. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But, uh, Victoria, what was your favorite line or your favorite moment from this episode? Um, I really, really liked that they discussed safe sex and discussing things with your partner um, beforehand. Um, I really, really, really like beforehand discussions of consent and plans and precautions. So I thought that was really, really cool and really special because I think that it should be something that's normalized so that everybody For sure. is having a fun time that's safe, sane, and consensual. Um, but I also really liked the, I feel like I should be cackling. <laughs> yeah, that was a good moment. I was I was going to choose something, but I think I'll save it for the episode description. Um, my favorite moment was you see the Grimlocks and they're like, they end up like killing this philanthropist or whatever, but they're in this storm drain. <laughs> and one of them, when he's going down, I don't know how to describe it verbally, but like when he's like going back into the sewers, he just kind of like, like <laughs> sideways slides out of the picture. And it is the funniest fucking thing to me because it's like there was no reason that he couldn't just like go down like he had to like <laughs> use your if legs you watch, if you're if you're watching along with us you'll definitely know what i mean even if you have to like rewind it a little bit but that was definitely my favorite moment of this episode <sighs> oh oh god victoria i miss him I miss him so much. How long has it been since our dear Leo Wyatt has been on screen? It's been 84 years. It's been five episodes, people. It has been five episodes. That's, that's, I don't understand why it feels like so long, though. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) It feels like I haven't seen him in a year. (laughs) I know. But yes, it has been five episodes since we've seen Leo. Hopefully he's coming back though soon. Because I mean, I don't know. Piper was talking about him this episode. I hope so. I hope he comes back soon. I've missed his angelic little face. All right, my dear. How many would you rate this out of five sewage pipes? Out of five sewage pipes, I'd give this a five. This episode was a knock out of the park for me. I think it was phenomenal. I would watch it again and again. I think it has a little bit of everything for everyone. And there isn't really a dull moment. It constantly keeps moving and developing the story. No, this one How about this you? one definitely reads like an action movie. I'm going to give it a 4.8. No, a 4.6 out okay, of five sewage okay, pipes. why... Why the minus point four? I just I want a little bit more comedy. I love I love the comedic aspects of, okay. of, of most of these episodes, but I do agree. It's action packed. Um it's dark. Like it's unassumingly mm-hmm. dark. Yeah. Like the insinuation of leaving the kids to die, the taking of the eyesight, the fact that it's mm-hmm. described as your eyes burning out. Just like the Grimlock popping up out of nowhere, Blair Witch style. Like, yeah. There, it's definitely, it's action packed. It's a good episode. Also, like, Andy finally being in the know. I just want to give him a trophy. 
<laughs> Congratulations. You did it, bud. I'm proud of you. <laughs> You've made it through the worst part of your life. <laughs> oh. Hmm. Anyways. Hmm. Uh, that brings us to the end of our episode. Let us know what you thought this week. I think I think this week was a good episode. Uh, hopefully you guys agree. Where can they find us on Twitter if they want to dispute or back that fact or statement, I guess? You can find us on Twitter at charmed underscore podcast. Where can they find us on Facebook, Clark? They can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash charmed and dangerous pod. Where can they find us on Instagram, Victoria? You can find us on Instagram at charmed and dangerous pod. Where can they find us on email for comments, questions, snarky remarks, discussions about the reboot, which have been very productive. Yeah. Um, you can email us at charmedanddangerouspod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you there. Um, we've been chatting back and forth with one of our fans, Salem. Um, and that's been very interesting. I'm going to give the reboot a second try because of them. So absolutely thank you for that. Um, and I think that brings us to the end of our episode. Uh, you have anything else you want to say, Victoria? Nope. We are all good. Out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> Love y'all. Have a great day. Have a great week.